Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the FCAST Tenerife Afternoons. I'm your host, Tim Dowd. On today's show, we got a little bit of weather. We got the latest in the COVID saga. We're also going over to Janet Anscombe's website to see the headlines there and the government website. like what you're listening to, don't forget to download the podcast regularly or favourite it even. If you're watching on YouTube, the uncut version, welcome. As you can see behind me, we've got beautiful blue skies today. So enjoy the show. There's going to be plenty of weather in the next few days, so they say. So this is the lies for today. (laughs) It says Sunday, 23 degrees as a high and cloudy. I suppose there are a few clouds in the sky. Monday, Tuesday now is going to be sunshine. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is going to be cloudy again. If you look at the satellite, you can imagine why they're thinking that, because there's clouds all around us, just none over the top of us at the moment. And if you look at the Atlantic there, you can see that it's just on our side of the pond. And it is a depression there in the middle, turning anti-clockwise. So it's actually bringing these uh, clouds in from our west and sort of southwest, so that's why the temperatures are a little bit higher than it would have been. Looking at the isobars there, you can see that there's a high right above us, and that's uh, keeping the depression low. And it should be bringing up some southerly winds to Britain and northern Europe, so that should be pretty good. And that was your weather for today. Sunday, April the 11th, 2021. COVID-19 update. As we can see in the whole of the Canary Islands now, we have 4,567 active cases. And as you can see... Um, Tenerife has reached 20,000 in total. Obviously, a lot of those people are cured. So, if we go over to Tenerife now, you see 20,697 people have actually had the virus or have still got the virus. Those active are 2,365. The 2,365 are split up into 1,256 Santa Cruz, 533 La Laguna, 134 Arona, uh, 98, sorry, Adeje, and 80 Granadilla de Abona. The rest are under 50, so we don't mention those. And if we go over now and we see the seven-day rolling average, as you can see, it was down around about 51 and it has gone back up now to 71.6. So that was the spike we were expecting for Semana Santa, which is the Holy Week 
of Easter where people got together and obviously kissed and cuddled. So that is your COVID for today. Let's go over now to JanetAnscombe.com and see you the headlines there. So Janet's leading today with the Spain COVID vaccine confirmation of AstraZeneca procedure for state patients as I get my first vaccination on Tuesday, she says. So Janet's actually getting her first vaccination on Tuesday. And she goes on to say, Canarian government maintains requirement for negative tests to be provided by arrivals from other parts of Spain, which is what we just read there. And the next one is COVID-19 in the Canarias, Tenerife and Gran Canaria. Now over 20,000 cases as regional cases show no signs of reducing. And also she pays homage to Prince Philip. Spain joys, joins global expression of sympathy at the death of Prince Philip. And the Cayucos and Pateras, these are the, the boats and kayaks that come in to the Canaries. Uh, 13 on board brought to Los Cristianos and 25 migrants were taken to Recipe Lanzarote. Uh, all are in good health. So that's a good news there. And talking about good news, the Cory Shearwaters are back. Summer is coming. There is uh, lots of Cory Shearwaters doing the wacka wacka wah, wacka wacka wah, wacka wacka wah. And so... Uh, that's a good news. That's a good sign of the summer there. So that's the end of Janet Anskin for today. Don't forget to go over and read all the uh, all the headlines and the stories behind it. Thank you, Janet. Let's hit the government website now. And the government are leading with one that we did the other day. I think Canarias and Castilla-La Mancha present an innovation project on interoperable medical history. So that probably means they're going to be getting together and uh, and collecting our medical histories together so we can use them in different parts of the health system, which is a good idea because sometimes I make an appointment at one place and they send me an SMS, then the other one's in an app, and it's all sort of... Uh, mixed around one one sends me an sms one sends me an email okay so the four subheadlines here are health will continue with the control of diagnostic tests of covid19 and the national travelers arriving from the canary islands that's what jan anscombe is also saying there and torres and garcia page analysis the response they have given to the covid19 crisis in the canary islands and castilla la mancha and more aid and more budget for the cultural sector in 2021. And victims of crime already have a specialised virtual care channel. So if we pick up on one of these now where the passengers from the rest of the national territory must deliver a negative diagnostic test certificate valid for SARS-CoV-2 made 72 hours before their arrival. The Ministry of Health and the Government of the Canary Islands will be extended by means of an order of the Ministry Blas Trujillo, who that will be effective in the coming days. 
the measure relating to the carrying out of screenings to contain the transmission of SARS-CoV-2 through diagnostic tests of active infection, that's PDIA, to passengers entering the Canary Islands from the rest of the national territory by air or sea. And they go on to say that this order was established on December the 18th based on the epidemiological situation that the Canary Islands registered compared to the rest of the national territory. Once the evolution of the pandemic has registered changes, but taking into account the good results, that is that this protocol has meant for the situation of the Canary Islands, it is necessary to redraft this order that allows, based on the legal umbrella established by the decree of the state of alarm, to maintain this procedure. So that's meaning that uh, nothing's really changed. It's just they've got to legally redraft it because it it ends up, um, yeah, basically it ends up um, falling out of uh, validity. So this measure is established for the arrival of visitors from other regions of the country in the case of movements between islands and once a specific and temporary measure for Easter is completed, the obligation to present negative tests is eliminated. Although islands that are at alert level 1 and 2 are not restricted from entering or exiting, those are at level 3 and 4 can only be entered and exiting justifying movement according to the established exceptions. In addition, national and international passengers who prove their stay in a regulated tourist accommodation in the archipelago will be required to present a negative diagnostic test when registering at the establishment. I read that as coming on holiday is uh, exception. So that's good. That is good. Obviously not from the UK, unfortunately, because that's outside the EU now. Uh, good results. 87% of the 342 travellers who arrived, 342,000 travellers who arrived in the Canary Islands from the rest of the National Territory by AROC between December the 18th and April the 4th provided a negative diagnostic test. So that's good. Among the passengers who were tested at source, 482 positive cases were detected of which 410 were confirmed by PCR and the remaining by antigen test. That means 482 people were actually stopped from travelling. In addition, at the destination, 271 positive cases of COVID-19 were detected among travellers who were tested and they arrived in the Canary Islands once they'd been identified and placed in isolation until receiving the negative result of a diagnostic test. After analysing the good results of this system of control and detection of positive steps upon entry to the Canary Islands, the Ministry will be extending this rule to ensure that all passengers who enter the archipelago do so free of coronavirus, minimising the risk of importing new cases and therefore of causing an increase in the transmission of COVID-19 in the Canary Islands. And if you want to read the rest of that, then you can go ahead on the government website and they finish off by saying that people who live in the Canary Islands returning home will not have to pay for the test as long as they get it carried out at one of the Eurofins megalabs before they come. So the rest of the uh, headlines there, uh, Canarian administers so many 383,000 doses of the vaccine uh, that was uh, yesterday, the 10th. And if you see bottom right there, uh, Canaries were uh, 367,000. So that means 20-odd thousand were actually done today in the, in the Canary Islands. So that's quite good. 
And let's go and pick up on that one. As of yesterday, which was Saturday, uh, 117,530 people who have already received both doses of the vaccine have been immunized, which represents 6.28% of the target population. The Ministry of Health and the Government of the Canary Islands administers 383,479 of the 457,120 doses received of the three vaccines against COVID-19 approved by the European Medicines Agency to vaccinate in Europe, which represents 83.89%. Okay. In addition, only yesterday, Friday, April the 9th, 16,000 doses of some of the vaccines were administered despite the change in the pattern of the AstraZeneca vaccine and the immediate reorganization of the agendas that led to the decision of the Ministry of Health for the 16,000, 11,000 were from Pfizer, 750 from Moderna and about 4,000 from AstraZeneca. As of yesterday, 117,500 people who have already received the two doses of the vaccine of the Canary Islands, which represents 6.28% of the target population of 1.87 million, has been in... Uh, Immunized. If we go ahead and say who's who's being immunized, then group one, residents and health and social people who work in nursing homes, group two, frontline personnel, group three, other health and social health persons, uh, 3A, hospital and PA personnel not considered in group two, dental, dental hygiene, other personnel, group 3B, public health service, personal management and response to the pandemic, health and social health personnel not previously vaccinated, physical therapists, occupational therapists, pharmacy officers and dental technicians. Group 3C is other health and social health personnel not vaccinated previously. Uh, group 4, large non-institutional dependents. That was Christina, so she's been done. And Group 5 is groups of seniors, and we're halfway through that, or a third of the way through that. Group 5A, people over 80 and over, and then 70 to 79, and Group 5C is the one that I'm in, 60 to 69. And they're just starting those now, I believe. So that's quite good. And then the final groups there, collectives with an essential function for society, uh, security forces and corps, emergencies and armed forces, uh, teachers and personnel, teachers primary and secondary school, people under 60 with conditions of risk, and then they're going with 56 to 59, 45 to 55, and obviously when that's all done, they'll do everybody else. So that was the government website for today. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and download the podcast if you're listening online. And also, if you're on youtube.com slash LWMST, watching the uncut version, give it a thumbs up. We're also on Facebook at LWMST. Instagram, Living with MS Tenerife. And don't forget to go to timothydow.com 
where you can get all the information you need, learn how to sponsor the channel, learn how to join me live, and also read all the vlogs of the past shows. Thank you for joining and have a great day. See y'all.